Well, hello there, race fans of the internet. My name is Ryan Williams, and you are listening to the Talking Dirt Podcast. Now, this week we'll have multiple episodes of the Talking Dirt Podcast, and this first episode you're about to hear is the first sit-down interview that we have done here in the Talking Dirt Studios, and my guest is none other than the first guy that I ever did a Talking Dirt interview with about three years ago at Sumter Speedway, Mr. Dalton Hodge. Now, Dalton is looking forward to this weekend's Billy Cagle Memorial. We talk about that and so many more things covering his entire career coming up next. Now, we do have more episodes to come this week, more interviews, and, of course, our weekly program with Matt Pridgen. So do not fret. That is coming in the next couple of days. So, guys, I guess... We'll get right to it right after we play the intro music. So we welcome in our guest here on this episode of the Talking Dirt Podcast. Of course, I'm Ryan Williams, and joining me, it's actually fitting that he was the first driver that I did a sit-down interview with, oh, about three years ago. And we come full circle here. He's the first guy that'll be in studio for the Talking Dirt Podcast. We welcome back uh, a late model driver, a SCDRA driver, stock V8 driver, every kind of driver. Uh, out of Sumter, South Carolina, Mr. Dalton Hodge. Dalton, welcome back to the show here. It's been quite a while, but uh, man, how, how have you been doing as you get back into racing? Uh, it's been good. It's been a little stressful here lately, uh, getting everything back together. I mean, we flipped the car at Screven, had to, had to build a new one. It's almost ready, hopefully, for the SCD race at uh, Lakeview next weekend. But doing that and getting this late model ready for billy's race that was a uh, one i definitely wanted to race this year so uh stressful but it's fun you gotta love it yeah and your your racing was kind of flipped on its head this year because i mean you really took almost all the season last year off from the late model stuff following i believe billy's race last year was about one of the last times that we saw you in the late model and y'all kind of decided to get back into it this year what went into that decision to pull out the late model again i know you ran it a couple times at lakeview and then i believe once towards the end of the season at sumter but all in all it was a lot of scdra stuff what goes into trying to push it and do both this year well uh we we'd never really wanted to get out of the late model last year it was um the beginning of the year it was uh dj's or donnie's whatever you want to call them uh and i just rode it for him but um i don't know the whole deal uh, he just wanted to get rid of it, and I was obviously first dips, so we got onto it, and um, it was just a a rolling chassis, um, no motor, had everything else, everything that came with it, and um, we struggled to find a motor. We uh, tried one that he had. Uh, it didn't work out like we planned. Um, we tried another one he had. That one didn't work out like we planned, and um, this year, you know, I, like I said, I really wanted to race uh, 
Billy's race, and that's that one means a whole lot to me, probably more than any other race. So uh, I took all my money out just about and um, bought a local 525 that I know run good. And, um, you know, that's where we were before, and we did really good with it and set some track records. So uh, we're back with it just for Billy's race. So uh, hopefully we'll do all right this weekend. I done spent another 2,000 on tires. So, yeah. So you're you're kind of planning on running this race and then taking it back easy again, going to run a lot of the front-wheel drive stuff or – I mean, there, yeah, there's so much. There's money in both of them. There is there. It's an open opportunity, man. You got plenty of Blue Ridge stuff to run now. The only, I'll say this to you: the only problem that I've ever had with Blue Ridge, uh, and Matt and I talk about this a lot on the, on the podcast. They run for decent money, but it just it, it feels like every now and then, if you get caught mid pack in in a Blue Ridge race, bent sheet metal is bound to happen. And you're not going to get that with some of these other series, but I mean, it, it's fun racing, but it has its, its, its quirks there. But I mean, so does the front wheel drive stuff nowadays. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure too much of what we're going to do. I knew we are going to try and run like the bigger races at Sumter. Yeah. I feel like we're so good there. Oh yeah. We got to at least try. So ultimate races, Blue Ridge. Um, it's hard to keep up with the money that's in late models now. Like mm. I said, I mean, I bought four tires. <laughs> And they were two hundred forty dollars a piece. So and that's the uh, that's the new tires, the national well, late model tires, or the, 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 it was the crate twenty ones, but I think they're just about the same. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. They now that's a whole that's a whole ordeal in itself. The the tire thing that we got going on because obviously when you're running at Sumter, you can run the ARs, the Pro Twos, Pro Threes, Forty Eights, Fifty Eights, or is it Forty Sixes? Whatever, whatever American racers are nowadays, but everything changing is really gonna mess some people up especially with the the cost of these new tires because they're all north of 200 dollars right now and i mean that's kind of why i think it's a good idea that you guys decided to you know go back down to a local kind of division in the scdra stuff even though they're racing for about the same money at a quarter of the price right now so that's probably the best decision you could have made yeah, that's kind of how we made the decision. Uh, I felt like we were we could always do good in any car. We feel like I mean, me and my dad build them and work on them every night. Right. I mean, and we got some people to help, but it's nine times out of ten me setting it up, and I feel like I can do really good with it. And um, like you said, the money's there. Right. Uh, like, oh yeah. I I can spend a thousand dollars to win maybe a thousand in the late model if i win and don't tear nothing up or i can run the exact same tires for a year in this sa oh yeah DRA and win six hundred dollars if i win you know yeah six hundred dollars a night and then if you run good with the series you know they got a, a great payout was it for this usually five five or more thousand dollars to win there i mean it's it's really it's tit for tat and you're spending a lot less money to make almost the same money which is why I think we're about to see these late model purses continue to go up as much as they're doing. Like Lakeview's doing a great job with it. They're doing fifteen hundred to win or more a week. Sumpters, hey, our first race was fifteen hundred dollars to win the late models, and we don't plan for it to you know plummet. So I mean, there, there's money in it to be won, but at the same time, just the cost of parts, man. Everything is still where it was two years ago, and two years ago we were saying it was about to drop back down. It's absolutely crazy, which is why this the SCDRA stuff is probably right where I would be. But first, let's talk about this because you mentioned it a second ago, and we'll hit that before we we take a, a trip back in your racing career. 
Uh, this Billy Cagle Memorial, obviously, you're a racer from the Midlands. Billy was a legend around here, and he was at the racetrack every Saturday. He was either you know in his shop every day of the week, or you could get him on the phone as easy as a tap. What kind of relationship did you have with Billy, and why does this race mean so much to you? Well, for the viewers who don't know, uh, Billy was the one who set up the late model, and I had no idea anything about a late model, nothing of a sort. I didn't even know what some of the parts was up under it. And uh, he taught me, and he took me in, and uh, he really helped me, and he didn't have to. He could have just took our money and left, you know, and did what he did. But, I mean, I stayed in at his shops a couple of nights, grooving tires when I didn't have a groover and a cypher and all that stuff. And I didn't have the things that he had that would make me win. And um, he was there all the time, even in the stock V8. I remember the first time I met him, I called him up there. And, you know, I didn't even know really about these new uh, America racer tires that we went to and the uh the pro twos and pro threes and such well no this was in a stock v8 day. oh okay yeah yeah okay so they went from the dot to the uh, racing tires which they did yeah racers. so um i called them up and uh i was like uh so what tires do you have this was like friday night maybe <laughs> saturday morning something like we got a race saturday yeah. <laughs> yeah and um he's like I got them all, you know, whatever you need. And I said, well, what's better? And he it was an open book. He told me, he told me how they ran. I mean, why this one was better than the other, what track condition, what kind of stagger he thought. And I went up there and picked him up. And that was the first time I ever talked to him. Right. He was just, uh, like I said, an open book. He was the nicest guy you can ever meet. And, um, you know, I remember the, the night he passed. We no. actually won that race, and that uh, missing man formation got me all teared up. Yeah. I'm not a not an emotional guy at all. I feel like, but uh, it got me that night. Yeah, I I remember that night vividly. It's a it's a terrible thing to have to do, and of course, I mean, I've been around. I've I've been doing this for four or five years now, and I've done at this point countless missing man formations, and you know, his and and Mr. Jody's were the two that really hit me. Um, and I, I, I know that I had, gosh, the week after Mr. Jody passed, um, which was Cody Truett's dad. You, you obviously knew Mr. Jody. Um, I had every single car that was at that racetrack on the track, revving it up. And that's one of those times that I, man, I sat there and ball, I cried, uh, just it, it's stuff like that, that it makes you realize why you do this why you race or why you do what I do. It's to carry on this legacy that these guys have set down before you. And like you're saying, Mr. Cagle set down a legacy that guys like you, Banjo, uh, Derek Lane, uh, the list goes on, the Mintz brothers, all these guys are now cast with carrying his legacy. And so far, I mean, you guys have done a great job with it. I mean, you look at Justin and Austin, they're off running and winning these 602 races. Justin's winning at Sumter. I mean, banjo's banjo people say i love him enough i he's i he's he's good if he could uh if he could ever uh come back and race ever but i mean even you you won a lot of races last year on uh, in the SEDRA stuff you won i believe what once or twice at something and what three four times at lakeview 
Uh, Something like that. I think it was more six. I think we won three in a row. At Lakeview? Yeah, I might be wrong on that. But I think it was a good bit last year. It was one or the other. I know you won there, what? They split up their points into half seasons. I think they're doing it again this year. Mm-hmm. So you won that first half of the points. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a bunch of wins. But back to Billy real quick. I mean, so you're saying that you guys connected back when you were running Stock 8. So this was probably, what, 2018 maybe? 2017, 2018 when you jumped into Stock 8? Because yeah. I know it was a couple of years before I started announcing at Sumter. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Um Whenever it was, it was first night we did the the throwback, or I say it was a throwback. It's a NASCAR throwback, but it was a throwback to right. my grandpa and my dad. Right, okay. That was the first night that, uh, heck, I ever had a brand new racing tire. <laughs> right. Dang, um. But you started, so we'll, we'll, we'll take it a little bit further back now. You started in the front-wheel drive division originally, and the, it was an orange number 91, wasn't it? Yeah. That was the car you started in? Yeah. And it was... I actually built that car. Was it a Dodge? It was a Toyota Corolla. It was a to- okay. It was a Corolla. So this is when it, the Extreme 4 was stock rules. Well, I believe it was SCDRA, but it was kind of a, we know this cage is safe. We know who right. built it. Let's get me in. And this was free, like just, to, just to learn. Yeah, which we did good with it. Right. We actually, I won my first race against some of them guys right. in that car. It was right. a sloppy, wet night. But, you know. <laughs> hey, whatever. If it works, it works. Yeah, we won that. Um, I think the first race I ever raced, I finished second to Chelsea. So right, and Chelsea was on a tear back then. Yeah. I think she won ten or so races in a row, maybe somewhere Dang. around there. But she, yeah, she she used to kill it. Uh, yeah, she did. I mean, she can't get Chelsea's still good, man. Chelsea's good. She just don't race enough. A lot of a lot of people that. That we uh that we love that used to go out there and absolutely tear it up just don't race as much as they used to which sucks but we got a new a lot of new blood in it right now which is good uh, especially in that class like the the smaller class the Econo Four class mm-hmm. there's I think ten new drivers this year which is great for the track but uh but back to you so you run that Extreme Four car for a little while did you win a track championship in that car uh no because at that time when I first got into it we were Half go-kart, half Right, okay. So, and then the next year, we tried to do our own motor swap, and that was a disaster. Yeah. Oof. With all that wiring and everything. It's a lot more simple now. That that Cody McAllister Japanese junk right there, you can't can't deal with them wires, man. But, um, so you did did a lot of go-kart racing beforehand. Yeah. Okay, let's touch on that real quick, because you obviously... So where all did you race? Obviously, was Sickle Hill open when you were oh, racing yeah. go kart? Sickle. Was my, that was my. I know it was closed for a while, but when were you running out there? So I started go karts when I was seven, I believe, seven or eight, somewhere around there. And you're how you're how old now? Twenty, twenty one. Just turned twenty. Just turned twenty. Okay, so that's okay. So, um, the first race track I ever sat on was Florence Cartway. Okay. So, um. I think we, uh, if I remember it right, I got in to a race or two, and then we kind of took a good month's break. That's why it's kind of a seven, you know. Yeah. And um, if I remember, I can't remember really, but uh, I believe we went out to Sickle Hill when it was, it wasn't even really a racetrack. It was just people who were having fun. Right. And um, my dad basically... Made me learn to drive there. 
And um, so we got back to Florence one night, and we won the first race. And then I think we won the race after that. And I want to say that same year we won the um, championship there. Okay. So that was my first championship. And then we also went to Lake City that time. Which is back open, by the way. Yeah. Lake City, they, they closed down for a while, and I got reopened it, at, what, about two years ago now? Yeah, it's, they, it's they're nice always track, on and off. It's yeah. kind of hard to deal with it. Well, that and Sickle Hill reopened last year. Mm-hmm. And I believe Hanging Rock is, is reopened, too. And uh, Did you ever make it down to, like, Paradise? or? Oh, yeah. So, uh, man, those places are awesome. Yeah, so I went to, I won a championship at Paradise. Right. Um. I won one at Hanging Rock. I won two at Danny's. Matt would know that. <laughs> um, yes, he does know Danny's. Yeah. Um, like I said, I won, I believe, five or six at Sickle Hill. I was undefeated okay. in the championship. Wow. I never lost one. Um, we went to Nieces a couple times. Okay. That was, that was like the top level yeah. racetracks. Uh, I went to a track in Georgia. That's still my favorite track. Go-kart wise, it was called Dogwood. It's still open. I'm not, I've never heard of that one. It's seven or eight hours away. It was oh wow. It was it was a big race. We started like third or fourth, and the first lap chain popped. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's no good. Did you ever get to run? Um, I'm not sure if Gaff, whenever you're running go karts, like Gaffney was doing their go kart thing. I think they did it one year, but I didn't go. Oh okay, because I know that they're doing it again now. Um, I dude, it, imagine if they would have been doing that when it was a half mile. <laughs> yeah, but I, I still, the three is already almost too big for a go kart, in my opinion. Well, when I raced, they did um Tri County, so I don't. Yeah, okay. I don't know how big Tri County is, but uh, probably a little bit bigger than Sumter. Yeah, it was somewhere uh, around there. They did that and Cherokee, and then they actually. I don't think they pay too much at Cherokee, but the Tri County was. I think they had a couple five thousands and wow. thousands or. You know, whatever. It depends on class, but, you know. Well, yeah. And then moving a little bit past that, obviously we talked about the first car that y'all built and, and you drove. And I guess that was, it's really not, from going from a a go-kart into a car, it's not that big of a change, but there's still a lot to learn there. So it took you probably about that first year to really get into it. And how soon was it that y'all decided to switch to a V8 car? Well, we didn't really decide. We had an okay. opportunity following our lap. So, okay, so you had no other choice. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, so we had, like I said, the car was down for the count because we were trying to change motors, right. get faster, obviously, but we didn't know what we was doing. And um, um, John McKenzie had a car. Okay. And yep. uh, it was a Monte Carlo number three sixteen, I think it was. Yes. And, uh, he was like, get in it. I know you can drive because he used to hang out with us um, when we were in go-karts. And um, so we got in it and uh, first weekend out, transmission just. Oh, wow. Um, so we <laughs> fixed it. Um, and once we fixed it, you know, he it was a race-ready car. And he's like, I want to sell it. You want it? $2,500. I'm like, that's a really good car. Yeah. It's running. You can't beat that. So we got it. Um, my dad reskinned it because he's really, that's what he likes. Right. He likes oh, yeah. And stuff like that. Um, and then Dusty that don't play first. by his fabrication now, let me tell you. Yeah. Dusty don't play. I saw this man, he fabricated 
What was it? He took a no. It wasn't a moped. What was that? What's that little scooter thing he's got? It's like the little scooters at uh, Walmart. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. It's one of the the Walmart scooters. And it, what did he take? He put a cooler on it. He fabricated that, and they got some kind of funky golf cart. He's got all kind of stuff, man. So he built that car. He he reskinned that car. That was the was that the original ninety eight car or the ninety one car? Yeah. So that was we didn't build it. We just reskinned it. Right. Um. With the, you know, the throwback scheme and everything. Right. And first race with that, we was late. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. I was late. Imagine that. Yeah. The Hodges show up to Sumter <laughs> late. Uh, it's, it's almost like it, a story that tells itself week after week. Yeah. So uh, we went out there and, um, you know, I think Walter was dominating at the time. He was. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. This uh, was 2018, 2019. Yeah, so we went out there, started last, duct tape numbers because we didn't have it painted yet. Um, I we might have been light. I don't even remember. <laughs> but um, we ended up third. I don't know if we got thrown out because we were light. I can't remember. Right. But um, so next week, reskinned it, uh, did a little bit more tweaking. I was, you know, going back to it was just me and him at this time. Right. And I said, car don't. Be like it's transferring this and that. Let's put it on scales. I threw some weight around. Uh, we're running our first heat race the next week. Okay. Brand new tires, brand new paint. The same week I talked to Kegel. Right. Um, and I think we were either leading or running second to water and the rear end let go. Okay. So we fixed it and it was kind of fine that it went let go because we had the wrong gear in it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. And uh, I think. The next week we got taken out leading, and then the following week we won my first V8 race. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So this was 2019, I think. I have no idea. It was either 18 or 19 because there was that. Well, okay. So let's get into this then because this is about the point where you start this rivalry, <laughs> this budding rivalry, and fans either love you or hate you. And I remember this very well because this was. The first year that I started at the track announcing and, and doing media and stuff, uh, which was, I think, 2019. And there was a point there where you were one of the most hated guys and one of the most loved guys by the fans at the same time. If you look at one end of the racetrack, they're cheering you. If you look at the other end of the stands, they're bowing the mess out of you. How was that on a you know, 17, 18-year-old kid at the time? How were you able to take all that in and kind of deal with the the pressure and also, you know, the love and or hate at the same time? It don't bother me, really. Right. I mean, some for the most part, anyway. I'm pretty calm uh, for the most part, like I said. <laughs> there There's some instances where I'm not, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, the people who love me come support me, and that's awesome. People hate me. I mean keep hating this fine you know yeah it, it it don't bother me it's uh i just pay attention to love more than the hate and uh you know that's kind of what you gotta do you go out there and do your thing and if you don't do your thing go home and work on it some more absolutely yeah that's a great answer and then uh, we obviously get into all right this has been a debate between myself and everybody who works at the racetrack well mainly the score 2019 2020 your restarts. Okay. <laughs> this is where you either people loved you or they hated you at the time because you would have 
I don't know if you had a different transmission in the car than everybody else, but you would, if you were in the lead, you would restart at about 20 miles an hour. <laughs> and people like, you know, Walter and others did not like it at all. And that's kind of where, you know, he started throwing shots at you. You started throwing shots back. But, I mean, do you remember anything about that? And what what was special about the transmission in that car, if you don't mind me asking? Obviously, it was three, four years ago, but... Was there something that you were just able to do? I mean, was it a just a, gen, a, a normal Falcon or like what, well, was it something special? Well, the stock eight was completely stock uh, transmission, so you either had an automatic or a manual. I believe Walter and them had a manual, and I had an automatic. Oh, you had an automatic, yeah. That answer, I've been wondering <laughs> about this for three years, and that just answered it. Well, I I, I seen um. Brian Welch in the street stop one did, night. Yes, he, did he did the same thing. And I think at that time, the people behind him was running the Burt Brand, you know, yeah. you got to keep it high yeah. to keep it wound up. If it's too low, it'll chop. It'll, and yeah. he had a different transmission, I believe, yeah, he like had, a regular manual or something yeah. similar. And he did the slow start, and uh, he killed him. And I was like, I'm doing that. And I did it. <laughs> well, he did it, and then you picked up on it, and then some other street stock guys did it. I, and I mean, it, it made people in all classes mad, but you were kind of the first that the fans kind of noticed it with. And then, like I said, from there, people either loved you or they hated you. And then there was, you know, there was that one night, um, middle of 2020, I think. You were still running the stock eight, hadn't got the late model yet. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if this was, a, did you ever. I'm trying to think now. I'm not sure if it was the old car or that new car that y'all built. Did you ever run that car? The one that Chucky's driving? Uh, No, I did not run that car. You didn't run that car. But y'all built, did y'all build that from the ground up? Yeah. Well, okay. So the one before Chucky's car right. was called Cinnamon. And that's the one who won the Charlie Power Race. Right. Okay. I was about to talk about that in a minute. Now, what... Well, all right, car names. What's the cocaine stallion? That's a late model, correct? Yeah. All right, now why is it, why is it called? Where does the cocaine stallion come in? Because there ain't a speck of white on that race car. <laughs> okay, uh, this is funny. Uh, <laughs> so, no hate to nobody, right. but uh, one night we uh we was in the late model, and um I had the six oh four in it, and we started we was third. And Justin was on the inside, and Derek was on the pole. He was leading. This is uh, Derek Lane, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, well, Derek was checked out. Um, he, you know, we didn't really have nothing for him. And honestly, Justin was faster than me that night that I remember. And um, but we had a restart, maybe green white checker or two to go, something like that. And um, I started outside. I drove that Joker deep into one and two, and it stuck. And I powered around him on the outside. And somebody told me, Justin's dad said, that thing's running like a <laughs> coke or a stallion on cocaine. A stallion on cocaine. That's beautiful. That's a great story. Yeah, so dude, ever since then, it's cocaine stallion. Cocaine stallion. That's, that's great, man. And then, I mean, y'all got some other cool names for cars. Like you just said, cinnamon, <laughs> which is obviously a, uh, it's a stripper pun. Yeah. It's play. Uh, uh, what, where did that come from? Not me. Not you. Okay. Makes if you, sense. You can, you can take a guess on who that would be. Well, that would either... Let me guess. It, it might have something to do with your dad. Oh, yeah. it's, it's probably got a lot a to do with bit. your dad. Just a little you know, bit. I'll leave it to Dusty. <laughs> so that one was Cinnamon. Cocaine Stallion. And then did you do you have any others with funny names? The one before 
cinnamon, which was the one we bought with was Tatiana. Ta- Tatiana? Tatiana, like the song. Okay, yeah, that's where oh, he yeah, got okay. it from. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think we ever named Chucky's car, but um, this new SCDR car we got, I believe, is going to be called Snow Bunny. Snow Bunny, man, y'all are. <laughs> You're Which cracking me up. With I you, did man. name I named that one actually when we first built it. Right. I had a color scheme in my head. I don't think we we're going to go with that same color scheme, but it's it's white on the outside with a black cage, and then right. now I think we're going to try and match the late model in the SCDRA car. But uh-huh. uh, okay. Before I was thinking um, maybe like some white, chrome, and black, but that it's changed. So is the the um, the SCDRA car the one that. You were driving it scrubbing that flipped. It's mm-hmm. it's done. It's toast. It's from what I can see, we can still run it. So um, yeah, pretty much a backup car. Yeah, but don't like I said the we didn't build that car. Mm-hmm. Well, that came from uh, Jason and Colin, right? Yeah, it was actually Colin's car. And right. We traded him cinnamon. Okay, and, and I hadn't seen them run it. He ran it. Two, maybe three times, and right. he sold it. It's still, oh, okay. you won't even, if it's at Lakeview. It's Is still it? running. Who's running? Um, you got any idea? I can't remember the guy's name. I'd have to look it up, but it doesn't look nothing like, I believe it's green and black, and it's number 67. If you oh, know okay. I, gosh, I've seen the car. Uh, I, I, his name's not Morris. Anyways, yeah. so it's it's still running. And obviously, Chucky's got the car that y'all built, and Chucky's dude, Chucky's been on a tear. Yeah, Chucky, I mean, Chucky's he, been on it. He won big money at Sumter, won big money at Lakeview, and just what? Well, I think he did. He get thrown out. Uh, no, TJ got thrown. TJ, out. TJ, yeah, I know TJ yeah. got thrown thrown out because he was running. I mean, I don't know what he got thrown out for, but that car set up for Thunder Bomber. He got thrown out for the box, MSD box. Yeah, well, you know, from what I heard. You, so you have to run the rev limiter there. Right. So it's like 5,600, maybe bumped it down to 54. Yeah. And this is just uh, Chucky telling me, you know, because I call him every time he races. Yeah. And um, he said, TJ said he turned like five grand the whole race. And um, for some reason, when it came in, it uh turned like 74. And I know you can't. You can't turn a Thunder Bomber Dude. motor that high. So I don't know if something messed up or somebody moved something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, I think it was just a slip up. Like you can't turn any motor that high. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we turn our 525 like 68. 67, 68, yeah. 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 I know some guys that were telling me that they're turning 602, 604, 77. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but old buddy down the road uh, said that he was turning his about eight grand. I said, you have lost your mind. <laughs> yeah. it, you, it, that's going to blow a motor faster than anything. You got to be turning those, you know, 67, 68 on a good note. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it depends which ones you're running, but yeah. I mean, I can't say much. I, we're turning these little uh, four cylinders like well, that's, 88, that's nine different. grand, you know. Those, those are a little bit different. Those you got to keep them high strung to keep them going. Yeah. But I mean, yes, yeah, so, but we're having. There's been a lot of issues with MSD boxes in those cars. So, I mean, he's not alone. TJ's not alone. Uh, it happened at Sumter. It happened all over the place with rules changes, whatever. Thunder Thunder Bombers are cool. It's a cool class, though. If you if you're thinking about getting into it, I mean, they run for decent money. But I mean, where you're, where you're sitting, I'm, you're solid right now, man. There's there's so much money in this front wheel drive stuff, and 
in this late model stuff, especially even at Sumter, you just think about it. If you take in the tracks around here, Sumter, Lakeview, I don't know if y'all plan on ever running Fayetteville, the late model or whatnot, but there's, you know, five or six, 5,000 plus races at Sumter. There's four or five at Lakeview. There's, I think, five, six or so at, at Fayetteville. There's all that money there. And then SCDRA is mostly Southeast Regional. And you can go in and run that once or twice a month. And you're racing for five to 18 grand at Screven. Yeah. There's so much. There has never been a time. And I'm sure that you have witnessed this. You've been around racing your whole life. I've been around racing my whole life. There's never been a time like this where there is so much money every single weekend. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about, I mean, back in the day, you're only 5,000 to win plus races were have a Tampa, World of Outlaws, and then when Lucas Oil started, Carolina Clash was running for twenty five hundred three grand. Uh, Ultimates weren't a thing back then, so I mean, there's there's so much money in it now that guys are out here making livings off of it. Now, I mean, obviously, you hope to be there one day if it uh, if all goes right. You said you're in you're in school for, you know, uh, I forgot what you said. You ain't got to make your business public, but um. <laughs> Yeah, you're in school for stuff to make a real career, but obviously your dream is to be a race car driver, and my dream is to commentate you along the way. Um, but I'm rambling here. Let's get back to a little bit of your story. So we talked about the first stop V8 car you had. You didn't drive Chuck, Chucky's car at all, and then, what, 2021, early on, you got in a partnership with DJ McLeod over... He owns the art company here in Sumter. He's doing a lot of stuff for us. So big shout out to DJ. Um, that's that's one of my buddies. He actually worked with us, um, did some Wicked Fab stuff for a little a little while. Um, he was doing a lot of CNC machining and stuff like that. And he's he's great with that stuff. He's great with tattoos too. But y'all got in a partnership with him. And that lucky son of a gun. <laughs> I ain't never seen some dude. I ain't never seen somebody so lucky in my life. He's I, I it's unfathomable how lucky he was because. What's the count? It he won, he won the car with a six hundred four in it, right? It was just a car rolling. It was just a car rolling. Yeah, and then won a motor. Uh, or did he pick up that okay, motor from somebody so, else? Yeah, he bought the first motor from Terry, and then a sponsor won the second one, which he got the sponsor and everything. So right. it kind of worked out like that. Right. But heck, I think he won a street stock motor recently. From Brady. My lord. That's one I ran or tried to run. Um, I think that's about the only big things he's won. Well, you had a, didn't you win another car or something and it's still sitting in Pennsylvania or something like that? I don't know. He he bought it or he told the guy he was going to buy it. I don't know if he paid for it or whatever. He just never went and got it. Oh, uh, okay. Probably because y'all already had the, the car here. And I mean, just talking about the car for a second, it's a what, 2014 Blue Gray? Yep. And those cars are still winning races everywhere. I mean, it's, it's a, a greatly competitive car. Uh, in fact, um, Matt, my co-host that does this with me every week, he's got a 14 blue gray. It's a, it actually came from, uh, Tony Ayers had it for mm-hmm. quite a while. Tony, uh, sold it to Matt. Um, fun fact, that car, you know, who John Blankenship is. Yep. John Blankenship. Um, you should drive the coal car. Anyways, that car was one of John's cars back in 2014, 2015. And Matt's got it now, and do they? He took it up to Rocket, and they reclipped it completely front and back, and updated it to be basically a 2023 blue gray. Beautiful. 
I don't know if y'all have thought about, you know, upgrading the uh, updating the car, excuse me. But I mean, still that the, the cocaine stallion will ride still <laughs> even though when's the last time that car was updated? Do you have any idea? Well, someone updated it bef- when we got it. Like it was updated right. when we got it. I don't know it doesn't look like an XR1 right. deal. It honestly doesn't look all that great. Like, I don't know who did it. Right. But, like, the, the tubing isn't flowing right where they bend it. It's kind of buckled. If Ooh. I guess not. So, does I don't it, know. Does it have too much flex in it? Or? It, I mean, it, it rides. Yeah, it's I whoever mean. did the... Um, the bending on it right. just had not a good bender is what I'm guessing. Okay. But I mean, it, yeah, like, like you said, it rides and Kegel did a little something to right. the front end. Well, that that's about what I was, I was going to say because really and truly your car was one of the last cars that he really, you know, set up mm. top to bottom, which is kind of, you know, plays into the sentimental factor for this race for you and, and your team, especially, because it wasn't but, oh man, it wasn't but about a, a year and a half when he had it originally. Maybe a year when he had it originally. And then, obviously, he did work to it that the next summer as well, right before he, he had passed. He passed in July or August of twenty two or 21. So, yeah, it really, it wasn't that long ago. Because y'all got it in, when did you start racing it? Say, it was early 2021? Mm. I feel like it was 2020 if I'm... It may have been. I think mid-2020 and then we yeah, won our... it was. It yeah. was because y'all had the... um. It was it was a, like a bright green and yeah, it was ugly. black wrap. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was ugly. The one y'all had the next year looked good because y'all brought it to the uh, the first Enduro race we had. We had the um, little car show out front and y'all brought it there and the only thing that I can remember... Is that Leo's chicken wings was from Sumter? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing that I can remember about that car, and that was 2021. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. It was 2020 when you started running it, and I believe you got your first win in it after only what three weeks, maybe. Yeah, I think it was three or four weeks. Now we did have like the first night I got in it, which. It was kind of rough on me right. at the time because I ran stock eight and I won that race that night. You did, and then literally jumped right out of the car, ran over from victory lane to the late model. Yeah, got in it and raced. And I think Banjo and Justin was all there, so I didn't have no no slouch competition. Right, you know? but I I want to say I put it in the wall that night. Not hard. I just kind of like got up to it and rubbed it, bent a control arm or so. Right. But uh, and then. A couple of weeks later, it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, people say, "Oh, we didn't have any competition that night." But to figure out how to drive something that much different than a stock eight car, really, because in a stock eight car, I mean, y- y'all got to understand this: equipment in a late model is a lot different than, than equipment in a stock eight car. In a in a stock eight car, you are manhandling the car <laughs> yeah. to get it to turn. In a, a late model, if it's set up right, you are barely moving your hands to the left and then counter steering, you know, a quarter turn to the right. So it's it's a lot, a lot to adjust 
Yeah. What was it a lot to adjust for you? Yeah, I feel like if we would have been um like in the street stock at the time, it would have been a lot easier because with the stock eight, we couldn't change springs because it had to be the same rating and height on both sides in the front and both sides in the back. You know, all we had was stagger. So I had it, you know, made. I just staggered tires and made sure the car was running. But now with this like late model, you got to think about spring changes, shock adjustments, J bar, four link. You got, I mean, everything. It's 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 rough, but uh, I feel like we adapted pretty good. I mean, like I said earlier, thanks to Kegel, he helped oh, yeah. us a lot, and Banjo, Terry. There was a couple people who helped us a lot, and not even. I mean, Billy was obviously a big part of that, but he's also got some of the best guys to work for him, man. Sean and Austin, um, they have done a tremendous job of keeping that place running, and you know, hats off to them. Mister Billy's whole family has a piece in it still. Um, and I believe they'll be at Sumter this weekend. I can't wait to see them. Um, but yeah, it's a totally different ball game. And just from, I know you raced stock eight, but just from then to now, even street stocks, street stocks, dude, nowadays are basically the light version of late models. The, the equipment these guys have now with, with all these crazy chassis builders. I mean, we were looking at project x cars i'm not are you familiar with uh chad thrash oh yeah he's he's really Dude, good chad is amazing but they build they build street stock cars and we were looking at them at a a, a, a venue not too long ago and just dude, some of the equipment these guys are running it's it's almost as similar to a late model as you can get without it actually being a late model and especially with you know they're talking about going to quick change rear ends and all this crazy stuff. I've been telling a lot of street, a lot of late model guys. You know, if you're struggling at all, drop down to street stock, and you'll be doing about the same thing. But I mean, for you, obviously, that's not really in the question right now because I mean, you already have a little bit of success this season. What a top five run, I believe, on opening night at Sumter mm-hmm. in the late model as you prepare for for this weekend. And uh, we'll we'll hit on this weekend a little bit before we we end here. But I just want to, you know, talk about last year a little bit uh, before we get to uh, the end of this interview, because obviously you go into last year planning on doing mostly late model stuff. Mm-hmm. You plan on that. You come out. You run the second Cable Memorial at Sumter. It wasn't the best night, I believe. I'd have to go back and look, but I know you made the main event at least. No, no, you didn't. I know. I got put in the trees in the heat race. Oh wow! Yep, that's Brand crazy. New body and everything back. Or got ran slap into in like and three, is, and then went off the track backwards. And were you able to um to come back after that at all in the late model? Or is that when no, you decided I just pulled off? No, I'm talking about uh like oh, the next yeah. week or two. Did y'all try that again, or is that when y'all decided to go front wheel drive racing? Um, I can't remember exactly the first weekend we went. Well, I say that Screvin was the first weekend in the front wheel drive. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, man. That yeah, because I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Uh, yeah, y'all were there. Y'all picked up that car from from Jason and them, and you did a throwback paint scheme, basically. Mm-hmm. And it looked almost all hand-painted. Yeah, everything was blue. It had the old-style... Tanner made the stickers. Right. Um, but it was based off of hand paint. So. And it was, it was uh, in tribute of who? So... I call him my motor builder, but he's right. he's everything. He's part of the crew, really good. Uh, David Rogers, his dad, Mike Rogers, right, is basically a grandpa to me. Okay, and um, he 
he's still alive. He's still kicking, but he he wasn't doing good. He's still not the best, but he's getting a lot better. He's mm-hmm. getting around. Um, we, it was in tribute to him. And uh, I'm he, sure he loved it. I'm sure it yeah. tickled him whenever he saw that. Yeah, he loved it. So, but so his number back in the day was 12A as well, or yeah, he well. That was the one they ran the most. Whenever okay. they they got a race car, it was like whatever's on there. Kind right. Of deal. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was the deal for a lot of people. Like a lot of people still had just, when it, you just buy something and whatever's on it, you don't you don't care about repainting it back in those days. But so yeah, you ran that twelve A cart Screvin. Okay. Yep. This is all starting to come back to me. He run the Kegel race at Sumter. And real quick, just because I want to talk to you about it, because this was a really fun night for me. Um, sorry guys, we're, we're, we're going to hit reverse again. 2021 was probably your breakout year with the late model. Yep. You come in, I believe you had, you know, two or three wins early in the season. And then Blue Ridge came to town in July. Blue Ridge came to town in July. Now you didn't set any kind of track record or anything. Well, actually. No, that night we did. We, I we believe, did both nights. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about here. I think you set one at the time, too. It was like a 14.826 is the number that comes to my head for some reason. That sounds I think close. I think it's like dead on accurate. A 14.826 um, because the the current like overall track record, supers and everything, is like a 14.5 something. And it was uh, Zach Mitchell last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, honestly, hope that gets broken, uh, this weekend because I don't know if you've noticed, but that tracks a lot faster this year. Guys are running low 15s that last year were running 16s. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but back to 2021 Blue Ridge comes to town and I'm not sure if you started that race on pole. Um, actually you may have yeah. and lost the dash. No, that one we did. So there was one Blue Ridge race before that. Right. And I that was a hundred percent my fault. I lost that one. It was all me. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. It rained earlier that night. We was it was a slower track that night. Um I think I started third or fourth that night and I was following Justin for a while. And uh-huh. then we got up to a lap car. He went high or Justin went high and slipped. Right. Coming into three. I passed them coming out of four, and like an idiot, I followed the lap car when they were telling him to uh, hold his line, and Justin passed me right back, and that's what lost me that race. That's always, just talking about that for a second, that's always something that's interesting talking to people about. Whenever you're in a, like a lead position, when you're approaching a lap car, some people, some race directors will tell them to, you know, go high. Some will say, hold your line. What do you prefer when when in a situation like that? Because every now and then, if you tell them to go high, sometimes they don't listen. But when they do, if you're gaining on them enough and you're already planning in your head to go high and you don't hear them say it on race eve or something like that, that could be catastrophe. But in the same point, if if they're you know running right there in the middle of the racetrack, it can be hard too. So what did, what did you always prefer? Uh, for a lap car to do or even if you were in a lap car situation i think it kind of depends on the track right um like let's say Sumter, obviously the lines are low yeah so it would help if they can go up high right but also at Sumter, if they keep their line you can kind of block kind of you know sure, you can yeah. follow the yeah. lap car and block in the second 
second place isn't really going to pass you unless they junk both your stuff. Right. And then, then that's a whole nother deal. Right. But yeah, I guess it depends. Uh, probably best like two wide tracks. Probably best to just hold your line, you know? True. Yeah. And hopefully something will be a two wide track. We'll see what happens. Uh, I pray that it is, but yeah, you got a point. Like you go up, uh, Gaffney when it's, when it's right, you might want to just hold their line. You can work your way around them on the outside. Same with Lakeview. If it's worked right, and same with you know Lawrence or whatever, did you ever get up there? How many tracks have you have you raced at now in um in in the cars, not the go karts, but in the cars? Because I know you've run Sumter, Lakeview, and what else now? I ran Sumter, Lakeview, Lawrence. La- okay, Scraven. I ran Lawrence with a stock eight, and I actually did go to Fayetteville twice last year. I ran the late model once, right? But I messed up that night. Okay, and then I ran the SCDRA at their. I think it was like a Thanksgiving or Halloween race or something yeah, okay. like that. Halloween Havoc or whatever yeah, it is. something like that. Yeah. And I let it for a while and then um, Axel popped out. And oh, okay. Straight into the in- <laughs> infield. I was like, all right, I'm done. Hey, that place is fun, man. Yeah, I really liked I The first time we went um, was with the late model and it was extremely smooth and fast. Oh, yeah. And I loved it. Um, second time... It was a little bit rougher, but I mean, they had like twelve classes that oh, day. Oh yeah, yeah, they run a ton. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot. So I mean, it was kind of hard to keep that track together with how many cars were actually there that night. Well, okay, so I'll ask you this real quick before we get back to the story. You've been to those tracks. What other like one or two tracks are on your bucket list that you have to race uh, before you hang it up? So uh, hopefully for it won't be you a sale door. I swear. No, no, okay. no. I'm not. I'm not too. Uh, I mean, Eldora looks like a wide open track. I mean, it. It. Oh, it'd be amazing to race. I mean, you should yeah, want to yeah. race there. But I'm saying, like, uh, like, I guess regional or like attainable. Because I mean, you got you. You got to have some real backing to go to Eldora. Yeah. Obviously, it's everybody's dream. But I mean, what what's on your bucket list? I like more smaller tracks where you got to get okay. up on the wheel or like a slicker track, you know, four wide, five wide. So, um, once we've been talking, I've been talking about for a while was, uh, East Lincoln and oh, yeah. Sonoya. I knew you were going to say Sonoya. Yeah. Dude, Sonoya is probably my favorite to watch at. Um, you're driving on glass. Yeah. It's crazy. That East Bay, East Bay, mm-hmm. before it gets done, I want to go watch races at. I, I would love to hit that whole Florida swing. Uh, yeah. East Bay, Volusia, uh, Alltech, all those down there would be on my bucket list. Have you, have you, have y'all run the, uh, the world short track championship or anything at Charlotte yet with any of them cars? Uh, no, because really none of our cars until now have fit the rules. So like, uh, we didn't have enough car way back in the day for right to go out there and run SCDRA. Well, they oh gosh, now they're in SCDRA. You know, it's kind of like a sanctioned. It's right. not a sanctioned, yeah, yeah, but yeah. basically all the drivers go there. Uh, the stock eight was too. It wasn't enough for Thunder Bomber. Right, I mean, we can run. Well, we really can't even run late model there because we have Unless a five twenty five, six oh four. Yeah, yeah, it's we're right in the middle, which is. It's an awesome motor. I wish they would come out with a series with it. But well, that's we'll the thing. See. It started with that's what um, fuel originally was going to be. The fuel series that mm-hmm. that shut down after last year. It started as five twenty five only, and there just weren't enough cars. I'll say between here and you know North Carolina, Virginia, that kind of area. Um, so they added in all these limited cars. 
But I mean, I'm sure somebody there's enough of the there's enough around now. Yeah. For for somebody to, you know, start a, a local series between here, uh, Cherokee, Lakeview, uh, throw in Fayetteville. I mean, you still got the I ninety five late model challenge, but those are also running big steel block limited motors. Yeah. So I mean it but that's the tricky thing about Sumter is like guys like you, guys like Mintz, um everybody's got a five twenty five, you know, y'all have at least on the same playing field. And I mean, some people would say that you guys are going to have an advantage this weekend because those motors, you know, you're able to put a lot more down onto the track. Yeah. It it depends how the track goes. I mean, right now it's kind of looking bad for the 525s in my opinion. It's going to be pouring Friday. Oh yeah. True. And that, that track's going to bite up in my opinion. I mean, it's going to be like 80 degrees Saturday. Somewhere around there. So depending on the car count, and that and other classes, it might get to where we're good. Right. We're going to need a sandier track. But if it pours, which is looking like it's like an 80% chance all day yeah. Friday, it might tack up and we're basically on an even playing field, I feel like, yeah. once it tacks oh, yeah. up. Yeah, y'all y'all should be, uh, once uh, once it slicks off, really, mm-hmm. once, that, once that track starts to take rover, man, that's the weird thing about Sumter. And you know this, I know this. Once that track starts to take rubber, it does the complete opposite of every racetrack in the world. It gets faster. Mm-hmm. You look at times from everywhere from Sonoya, Cherokee, from Lancaster, Lakeview, wherever, the longer the night goes, the slower the cars get. Sumter Speedway, complete opposite. Back to our story about Blue Ridge in 2021. You run a uh, 14-8 in qualifying. Come feature time, you get a nice little lead. And you get down, dude, in the 14-3s, 14-2s at yeah. times. I believe I your quickest time was... We did a one a, that night. Yeah, I was about to say, I believe your quickest time was a, a high one. It's just, it's mesmerizing. It's crazy that that track will pick up speed as the night goes on. Yeah. Well, I've also seen it's the difference in tires. Right. So, Hoosier is... uh a qualifying tire in my right. opinion fires boom you're good for seven eight laps in a race deal um maybe more depending on how you do what tire you have on but america racer they don't really fire too great but 30 laps when in, they pick up 25 yeah. oh yeah you're gonna fly exactly so which i mean if you didn't know dustin mitchell ran that on his right rear last year he did when he ran yep. steel blocks so I got that as an option this year. I'm you ready. Do. I'm ready. Do you really? You, yeah, I have everything. You're able to get them? I even have a 70. Do <laughs> yeah. I, I bought a 70 last year. Uh, and I a, just, a Hoosier 70 or yeah, an AR 70? The, uh, Hoosier 70. The Hoosier 70, dude, the 70s are amazing, but not for, you know, 100 laps. Yeah, well, but obviously, we're only running 40, so. We'll see because, um, I mean, me and Banjo has been talking a little bit, and me and Austin up there at Kegel's mm-hmm. um, just trying to figure it out. I don't know. If Banjo's running yet, he he's hinted at it, but uh, we'll see. Cause he had the six hundred two, you know. But uh, well, yeah, he he had the six hundred two. I mean, he, I he's probably talking to people about stuff. Um, and with the the race team that he's with now, if they want to do something, they're gonna do it. Oh yeah. I don't know if I don't know if he's running just yet or not. Uh, and if I did, I couldn't tell you guys. I'm sorry. We got to keep secrets. <laughs> um, but I mean, he would obviously be the one to watch, but. Just going to you in this race, 
I mean, there's a lot of guys, man. A lot, a lot of big name guys coming. And you're one of those guys that I've been kind of, you know, talking about on our Facebook and all that. The local guys that are looking for a chance to shine, that are looking to get on that next level. It's, you know, you, James Murphy. It's, I mean, we'll we'll throw Jason Hodge in there. Um, and a ton other. Justin Mintz, Kale Green, Tony Ayers, all these guys. How much okay i'll I'll phrase it this way are you putting any extra pressure on yourself for this weekend based on you know the caliber of driver coming and like telling yourself hey this is your chance to really make it or are you doing your best to try to stay as cool calm and collected as possible it's i'm i'm pretty cool calm about it but i am putting more i feel like work into the car and making sure everything's t-top shape it's not even about the competition really mm-hmm. because i mean they're just you know somebody else in my opinion right but they're probably faster than me they're probably gonna <laughs> whoop us but uh you know i'm putting more pressure on the car and myself because of what the race is for right not because and, and who's what it means be to you yeah yeah okay so i'm then sort of kind of yes in a way <laughs> you're, you're yes put, and no you're putting pressure on yourself and obviously i mean you may not think they do but the local fans want to see a local guy do really really good and obviously i asked you this it's going to be in an article here on the summer studio page but i mean like what are some of your keys that you're really focused on what what has to go right for dalton hodge to have a perfect night on saturday well like i said the track's got to kind of keep sand. I mean, right. I hate to say that because the tr- the racing isn't always great. It can be, it cannot be, right. but sand is the key for the top 525s. Yeah. Um, got to conserve your tires. And how I feel about it, um, with the guys with the big motor, it depends. You know, Justin or somebody with a 525 like that might start beside me, but... right. Being on, being in the first group, being on the pole, winning that first heat. Right. Having inside line on the start. That's how I see it. Correct. Because, like I said, if it takes sand, that outside line usually pushes a little bit, and then you can just drive right on them, and it's fine. But if it don't take sand, we'll see. But, like I said, it, it's also hard running with the guys with the bigger motor because uh-huh. on the restarts, they can just – absolutely murder you, you walk know? the dog yeah. off on you that take that take you right to gapplebee's yeah <laughs> i don't know but, what uh, just popped up there but i got old kenny schrader budweiser car sitting upside down on my roof right now i gotta put i gotta take some pictures of this room i think i did it up pretty daggum nice put it up on the on the facebook for everybody to see but just a couple more questions here because we're pushing that hour um i gotta know say everything goes right say everything goes amazing Dalton Hodge is in victory lane. Who is the first person that gets a hug? I'm putting you on the spot here because I know there's three or four answers. I mean, it kind of depends. Not just, not just who gets there first. Uh, okay. <laughs> if I had to hug Who's the first person someone you're looking first, for? it's got to be Mandolin, my girlfriend. Okay, okay. Good answer, good answer. Yeah. But then, it's usually who gets there first. Well, yeah, obviously. But, I mean, obviously, y- your mom puts a lot into this. Your dad puts yeah. a ton into this. I mean, your your dad's as passionate about racing as you are. And mm-hmm. I, Did your dad ever drive? I knew, I, I think that we talked about this before. So, he ran go-karts for a couple of years. Right. When he was around 10, 
12, somewhere around there. Right. Uh, he won a couple races. Um, he got in the cars, and he's always told me he was never comfortable in it. Like, the seat wasn't comfortable. The right. pedals wasn't steering wheel. He's like, I hated it. So, and nobody would ever help me change that or hmm. change it for me, help me out, blah, right. blah, blah. And he was like, I'm out of it. But my grandpa says it's, he wanted to hang out with his girlfriends or whatever. <laughs> so I, I don't That's know. Right. I don't know the whole story. Smart man. Smart man. No, you, and your dad's a trip, man. We talked about him earlier. He's he's an absolute trip. I, I love seeing old Dusty ride around in his little his little beer scooter at the racetrack, man. It's it's awesome. But yeah, that that uh the first hug, first kiss needs to definitely go to the old lady, and then uh, everybody else mixes in. But we'll do just a couple more minutes here, and this is just kind of I just want to get a sense on what you guys are going to be doing the rest of the year. Obviously, you said you're building a, a brand new SDRA car. Yep. Got that done already. Is it another hatchback? Um, no, it is a, they call it the EK style. So it's like the 96 Honda Civic C- to Civic? 2000. Yeah, okay. it's just the regular Civics. Um, same motor we had. We actually, it was, we was playing on racing Lakeview last weekend. Right. It rained out, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, but we put the motor in it, cranked it up, and wasn't getting no oil pressure. It was running, no oil pressure, so pulled the pan. And on those motors, they have a timing chain yep. or a chain to the oil pump. Mm-hmm. That broke, I guess, oh, when wow. we hit the wall or sure. whatever. Yeah. I, some something like that. But this yeah. is it, this is a car y'all built from the ground up, or you had had got it from somebody else? Yeah, we built this one ground up. Okay. It's all pole position. Right. It's, it's specialize we have sure a lot of theories on things so right we try a lot like a uh, chucky's car was actually uh idea okay. at one point it changed it, it became kind of a regular car but right it uh yeah it had a heim joint in the back on a bar wow because it was going to be stock eight and you know with those springs you can twist it kind of what okay. we were planning on yeah and uh but that didn't, like I said, it ended up changing. So Chucky this, got this it. was this was Dusty having a fun night. Had a bright idea. That's what it sounds me like. And him. <laughs> I, I kind of tell him, I'm like, we need to get this. We need right. to fix it this way. He's like, all right, let's figure out a way we can do it, and then we right. kind of come up with something. And yeah, that's about how huh. it goes. He's he's better sheet metal work and has better ideas than I do. Right. I can set the car up and. Uh, I feel like I'm better at notching tubing and stuff than okay. he is, and I think he'll say the same thing. But uh, nowhere near banjo. But uh, <laughs> oh, that that guy sucks. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, he's pretty good. But I mean, and with the pole position cars, obviously, I mean, y'all built some winning race cars. And I mean, if anybody wants, you know, you guys to build them a car, are y'all are y'all building cars still for people taking orders, anything like that? <sighs> Somewhat. Somewhat. Okay. It's, it's like I said, it's it's really stressful right now because we're basically building two cars. Right. Because I mean, late model. Then we have the SCDRA that's not finished. Once they get finished, like I, I had a guy reach out to me and um talk about doing it. I haven't given him an answer yet because right now this it's a shop full. We have SCDRA. We actually have a street stock that Manja built right. a while ago for me for you yeah, oh he, lord he, I, I don't think i've seen this car yeah uh, well you you've seen the twin sister 
It's Ronnie Mosley's old car. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. it's not his old car, but it's it's a twin to that car. It's yeah, a sister car. Yeah, they were that the only car thing, is still racing. Do you know that car's still racing? Yeah, I, it won that big race. It won, a while uh, back. Brandon White had it won um the mid east not mid east. It was um the Battle Royale. Yeah, the Bam. Yeah, the Bam Street Stock race uh, a couple times actually. Mm-hmm. Now, um, Brandon Yawn had another one of those cars that Banjo built with Ronnie. And well, Banjo didn't build this one. That one with Ronnie. Banjo built. Ro- well, uh, hold up. I'm thinking Ronnie Howell. So, yeah. Okay. Ronnie Mosley. Banjo built that car all by himself. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about the one, but he did. He built one with Ronnie Howell. That um now I guess Brandon Yawn still got it. It's uh Jordan Yawn's husband or Jordan Fighter. She used to be known as her husband. I'm sure you know these people, and I'm saying yeah. last names like you don't know them. <laughs> but yeah, so y'all have that car. I mean, is it still just sitting there? Yes, or? it's on the jig. Where at the time it was the old street shock rule, so you couldn't really move shocks like right. that when he built it. Right. So um, uh, it kind of. Fell in the back burner when we got the stock eight. Right. And um, we've been messing with it some, but like I said, it's been all SCDRA and late late model because it's right now it's so hard getting the street stocks because oh, everything's yeah. changing year after year. I mean, we've we've talked to a couple people about some like right now we're really waiting on front end parts. Right. We're trying to fabricate that up and rearing. Once you get that, it's pretty much done, you know, but it's just hard to get that done while doing this and Obviously. this, and it's just. And then you got a, you got a full plate on top of that, you know, yeah. with, with school work, everything else. So it it's it's a difficult thing to get into, which is why I tell people if if you're gonna get into it, you gotta you know d- donate your life to yeah. getting into racing because this stuff takes so much time. Yeah. I mean, even the simple stuff that I do takes a ton of time. And obviously your stuff, you'll be out there till two, three o'clock in the morning trying to get a car ready. I mean, do you guys have any uh, type of, you know, social media or anything that people can go follow to see some of the work or anything to do with the late model team, anything like that? So I have my personal Facebook, which is um, Dalton Ray Hodge. And then I have a Dalton Hodge racing page. I haven't really updated it that much because of... I just haven't honestly. Right. Um, I usually post everything on my personal page, but um, for like sponsors deals, um, DJ or Donnie Cloud right. on Facebook, uh, he's been doing a lot of my promotion. He's right. been doing awesome. I've gotten more sponsors in the last two or three weeks than I have. That's awesome. Yeah, it it helped out a lot. DJ, he he stays on it. Yeah, he stay he stays on it from time he wakes up in the morning to time he goes to bed at night, which is a great thing he's trying to to work he works with us with the track with sponsorships and all so yes yeah, it's, it's it's great that y'all got him back i'll say uh because for a while he wasn't really you know right there in the picture and now he's he's back pretty much full force with you yeah we it wasn't like a team breakup no no that's not what i'm saying at all. i'm but, not saying they'll yeah, split up but, i know but yeah some people might have thought that and it wasn't nothing like that it was just he's having life things and we have right. life things and you know another part of the crew has life things and you know it just that's where the kind of SDRA came into play me and my dad and my mom my girlfriend can kind of just go out there and have fun and it's a whole with lot easier it. yeah it, it's you're not steadily working on the car right. the whole time for the most part um you know it's not that much money 
if you win, you know, you, you really don't even have to change tires. And, right. I mean, you wash it, grease it up, and, and sit it in the trailer for next week. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you guys kind of decided to do the easier route, but have more fun. Yeah. And, and at the time, like I said, sponsors come in late model. You don't, we didn't have, like, a, that was DJ's car. So right. all the sponsors was kind of with him. Right. So when the late model kind of stopped, we didn't have anybody but. You know, the couple people who right. was in the crew to help if they okay. wanted to, you know. So it was just me and him, and that's what we did. And it's always good to take a step back sometimes. Right. And like I said uh, um, the other day, I learned a little bit more than I thought I would. Just stepping back, watching like Dustin Mitchell race at Lakeview right. and actually getting to see the car react and see what he's doing. And let's say talk to Banjo or talk to even Matt sometimes, you yeah. know. When he did get a race last year. <laughs> Man, um, that was crazy. Yeah. It it helps, you know. Just just, just take a step back, it, calm down a little bit, and understand and it. And kind of try to learn from these your peers around you. Because, mm. I mean, like you were saying, you can just go and you run your race, and then you go sit in the stands and watch uh, a main at, at Lakeview, and you see Sean Harold, Dustin Mitchell, and Daniel Tucker, all these guys, and you can kind of watch what they're doing and, you know, pick up – tips and all and that i guess for you that's going to play a big factor in how you try to drive this weekend and going forward yeah it like i said i learned a lot more the past week when we went to Sumter, i was nowhere near stressed out as i've ever been in a late model right like i just went there i had a game plan and i did it now the results didn't show but we had a good car right we had shocks failure or actually it was spring failure but okay and like i said old tires I mean, you know it yourself, two tenths is brand new tires. Gosh, and yeah. the left rear shock was bad. And that's like your earth spring, sorry. <laughs> so I was about to say, how did you get around without a left rear shock? Yeah. Uh, the spring was bad, so it wasn't hiking up, getting okay. on the four bars. Yeah. And, you know, that itself is another two tenths almost. And right. that's about how I think I think Banjo told me he did a 15-2. He was the fastest. And I did a four or five. So yeah. Two tenths on tires, two tenths on shocks, give or take. That's, mm-hmm. that's put me right there where I need to be. Right. And that's really why we went out there just to do it. And I feel like uh, I made good changes this past weekend. I did it myself. Into this weekend. Yeah. So I just said, hey, you know, we're changing a bar, you know, and that's what we're going to do. And that's what we did. We didn't overthink it. We watched the race, watched the track look at lap times you know regular stuff and right it i felt really happy with the car considering how bad we were in hot laps we were i think dead last i i, I wasn't think, gonna say it but yeah, yeah you were. <laughs> I, I was terrible and I, I was like this car is just not working and i i knew nothing was bad i went to measuring you know didn't stress out that bad and i was just like no track's a little slick mm-hmm. let's I know it's going to get faster like it always Obviously. does. So let's loosen it up. And that's what we did. And yeah. I think we qualified like six, six, seven, yeah. yeah, something like that. Which with a bad spring, right? Old tires. And so now you've got, you've got all that taken care of for this oh, yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was taken care of not. Monday. Oh, wow. I, I was ready. Like I said, I'm prepared for this KGO race more than 
probably ever. Hopefully, we'll have a new wrap on the car, but we'll Ooh, see about that. Mm. We got to show the new sponsors. Right. It's still going to be black. I didn't, or the whole body. Is, right. But uh, I didn't want those colors, per se. I wanted a, a white car. Okay. So, it's, it helps everybody see. Right. And um, kind of black just doesn't, I guess I'm just. It, does, it doesn't pop. I don't love much. it no more. Right. Well, my favorite was always uh, white white body black deck. I, well, I love white body black deck. Well, I was going to do white body in like a, uh, maybe a little bit brighter than this wall gray. Okay. On the decking. Okay. Yeah, that's not with bad some, yeah. With some neon orange. Right. Oh, okay. And gray on the design. Nice. Maybe like a little that. bit of black in it. You know, I, t- I always tell Tanner, I say, Sometimes I don't even give them colors. I just say, here's my number. Here's my sponsors. Right. Do your thing. Oh, yeah. he's Dude, he's amazing. Yeah. Now, y'all are back to using Tanner this year? Yeah, yeah. We, Tanner at Advanced Graphics. Say it, great people. Uh, Robbie Mooneyham, Tanner, all of them. Uh, speaking of Robbie, got a win a couple weeks ago. Congratulations once again. <laughs> uh, got two wins, actually. Daggum. I'm yeah, off. he was right. But no, Tanner's been great. You saw the rep he did for Matt this year. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen that on mm-hmm. Facebook yet. I mean, he's putting out some of his best work, so we might have a little something, something in the works, maybe. I I've been on him. We'll see, though. I don't. Hey, he got to stay on top of that yeah, one. He's a little slow, but <laughs> he he knows it. I like. I mean, heck, he's my neighbor, so I mean, it's kind of easy to stay on him. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, but okay. So it's getting a little late. We'll get you out of here in just a minute. But um, one more question that I'll ask, and you kind of touched on it at the beginning of this interview, um. Following tonight's, or not tonight, this weekend's Kegel race, win or lose either way, where do you see yourself going in this calendar year? Obviously, I know y'all want to run a lot of SEDRA stuff, a lot of the bigger races at Sumter, but what's kind of your hopes for this season? I mean, any hope is run late model as much as you can. Right. It kind of depends. We may have some big sponsor lined up. We'll see how that goes, mm. but that depends. Um, following something, we planned on SCDRA at Lakeview. Right. Not sure if we'll be able to make it or not. If not, and the late model so good, I might take it and run Blue Ridge. Right. Because they're running the same weekend. They Lakeview. are. Yes. Um. I know we want to, like I said, um, hit up some SCR races. Sumter, obviously, um, they have June. Yep, they have uh, one at Sonoya with the SCR. Really? And that's I, gonna yeah. be. F- yeah, you gotta I, go to that. Yeah, I really want to go to that one. Um, hoping, or obviously, all ultimate, pretty much all the Blue Ridge races at Sumter right. with the late model. Um, we're gonna try to hit up a. Uh, East Lincoln once or twice with the late model. That's a fun little place, man. Yeah, I, I've heard it was. I talked to Sean up there at Kegel the other day. Right. He kind of gave me some pointers on what to do, but he he kind of said, you know, they're changing clay, so he, oh, even he, they? yeah, he he said even, you know, they're good up there, but they might have to change. So uh, we'll see. It uh just kind of depends, you know, if we got there in total cars, you know, it's all SCDRA. Hey, Don't I, say that. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I know you got to be realistic, but uh, just just one last time before we get you out of here, um, you you touched on it, but just let the people know where they can find you, where they can you know follow along with your race and stuff. I just or I mean, heck, if you even got a TikTok that you post to once a month, I mean, anything that these people can kind of keep up to touch with you. 
Uh, yeah, just some best place to kind of keep up with how we did is um my personal page on Facebook, Dalton Ray Hodge. Um, there's the racing page, Dalton Hodge Racing. I'm, I'm going to get with them. I'm going to get with DJ and then make sure that that gets updated so you guys know where he finishes. Yeah. It, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to get on top of that it's one. It's not great, but uh, yeah, uh, Donnie McLeod, he's been... I'm not sure how we're gonna, he's going to do with uh, like race updates, but he's really promoting me for this year. He's right. doing a great job. I, that's what I asked out of him this year. I said, can you just do that for me because you're great at it. Right. And, uh, he's doing a great job. Oh, yeah. He's um, solid. I think that's about it. I don't think i have anything else well i guess uh, dalton thank you so much for coming on you were the the first guy that i ever interviewed uh for the talking dirt little mini series that we did at the speedway and now you are the first guy that's ever actually been in this studio before so i guess uh we can get you a little plaque put on your wall right there first in person interview but no man thank you so much for doing this um for taking time out of your day and uh i guess good luck this weekend Thank you. I want to uh, thank you again for having me on. I, before I go, I do want to try and get all my sponsors. Uh, go for it. Uh, mentioned, like I said, there's a lot of new ones. Um, obviously we got a uh, we have a new hood sponsor. This Elvira's Mobile Steel. We um we got Chance Osteen, Julie Rogers. They're gonna be on the doors. We have a uh, left rear corner panel is gonna be the art company with DJ right. or Donnie. Um, the bottom of that i believe we're gonna put jr's bar okay sandy maze um then we got right rear quarter panel is gonna be twisted pig barbecue um and that just opened up in lukov right i think they started a new one it's been a i believe it's been a food truck and right. they started a new restaurant right. or something like that yeah and um and then the bottom i'm gonna put a bubba johnson with tcm performance i mean he i'm go ahead and say it he he doesn't give no money, but he has helped tremendously I'm, on the SCDR. Dude, he, Buzzy's a miracle worker. Yeah, he's the man, and he shows up three, four in the morning, just like like a kegel would if you ever needed him. Right, and uh, he helps. He always helps. And there's a couple more um, private sponsors that I didn't want their name mentioned. So, uh, but they know who they are, and. Uh, I want to thank them a lot. Maybe we can uh, get a little talking dirt logo on there one day. Hey, we we can definitely <laughs> we can definitely discuss it here in just a minute. You might see that one that one splash up on there. But yeah, Dalton, once again, thank you. And uh, guys, if you're looking to you know meet this driver or anything this weekend, he should be involved in the um, the Steel Block Bandit little fan zone that they do. Uh, they'll set up a table, hopefully right behind the grandstands at Sumter, and uh, you can come up and meet all your drivers. Look for Dalton, get him to sign his little hero card or anything like that, and uh, y'all cheer this guy on, one of our local favorites here in Sumter. Uh, once again, Dalton, thank you so much for being on the podcast here, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you.